Welcome, everyone, to the Talking Reef Podcast. Questions and comments are always welcome. Please send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.talkingreef.com. Now, here's the show. Welcome to episode number 22. Got a couple quick comments before we get started, so let's move on right through that. First of all, uh, we've had a, an issue with the avatars, uh, the little pictures in the forums for your user account. Uh, that issue's been fixed, so anybody that wants to go ahead and get your little avatar image in on the forums uh, for all your posts, uh, you should be able to do that now. Also, we are having our first contest, first Talking Reef contest, so stay tuned to the end of the show for uh, some more details about that. Uh, and of course, there's going to be a lot of other information at the end of the show. So if you're interested, uh, stick around after the uh, first topic's over, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Before we get into the main topic of the show, we had a question from the forums that I wanted to kind of bring up real quickly here. Uh, this comes from uh, the forum member Servo. And Servo writes in and basically says, uh, I'd be interested in knowing about the different color forms of coralline algae. Uh, he goes on to explain that he'd recently been through some some major changes in his system. Uh, one of these changes had caused uh, some severe issues, almost caused his tank to crash. Uh, he added some about five pounds of garf grunge and introduced additional you know, flora and fauna into this tank. During the recovery of the tank, he, he had noticed that his purple coralline algae had, just, had started to die back a bit and uh, a couple other things that were going on in there. And then he noticed that there was some real pale green coralline algae starting to form. Uh, he goes in and mentions that he's sure it's not green algae, uh, as it's calcareous circular patterns, uh, just like the purple coralline. Uh, and basically what he's wondering is, is this green coralline algae from the garf grunge or uh, the existing coralline being stressed? Uh, basically, coralline comes in, in pretty much any just about every color of the rainbow. So it, it's probably coralline that you're dealing with, and I'm pretty sure that you're right on that it's not any kind of algae. Now, unfortunately, I'm not intimately familiar with all the different types of coralline, exactly what causes each kind to grow and, and that kind of stuff. So the best recommendation I'm going to have for this to get information is, uh, first of all, if there's any listeners that are more, inf you know, have more information about the different types of coralline and that could provide some assistance, please check out the forums and uh, try to see if you can provide some more information to this post. And if nobody provides any more information there, what I'm going to do is, in the show notes of this, is I'm going to put in some links to wet web media where they have some uh, frequently asked questions and information about Coraline. So uh, hopefully we can get uh, get some help for you there. Sorry I didn't have more help for you on this one, but uh, hopefully we can get, get you some more information. So let's move on to the first topic here. Uh, this topic is going to be, be about buying healthy fish, or selecting healthy fish. So back in episode 8, uh, I discussed selecting the first fish for your tank. And what I'd like to do here is make it a little bit broader and discuss picking healthy fish and selecting healthy fish no matter what kind it is or whether it's your first fish, uh, your fifth, or even your tenth fish. So the first thing that you want to do is try to get tank-raised fish or captively bred fish where possible. Now this can be very difficult to do in the marine hobby because so few fish can be tank bred uh, in captivity. Uh, but where you know where it's possible, you should try to do this. So always keep an eye out for that. Uh, tank bred or captive bred fish are they usually live longer, they're they're healthier, more adapt to captivity, and they're just going to th overall thrive a lot better in your tank. 
if you're going to be buying online, uh, most of the information to follow you're not going to be able to do. So make sure that you use your normal internet purchasing common sense and make sure that you purchase from a reputable online dealer. Uh, talk to people, get some real-world feedback, and make sure that they offer a, a guarantee on their product, uh, just in case you have any kind of problems. Now, when you're purchasing from a local fish store, there are a few things that you want to check out and do before and during your selection. Uh, the first thing that you want to do, and this is probably one of the most important things that you can do, is make sure you have a list. You want to go into the fish store knowing you know pretty much exactly what you want. It is very important to fully research the needs, the behavior, and the compatibility of any fish that you're going to get. You want to know about its aggressiveness, its nutritional needs, uh, acclimation behavior, and so on. Um, you know, it's important to understand what you want now and what you're going to want in a couple years from now so you don't end up with one of those fish that's preventing you from getting everything else that you want. Uh, so, you know, Basically, it's, it's very important to, to plan this out as best that you can. Um, there's a lot of things that you need to know. Uh, specifically, you know, like I mentioned, the acclimation behavior. A lot of times you can get a fish and it could look sick or look dead or something like that. So it's, you know, and it's just a normal part of its acclimation process. So it's important to understand all of this stuff so you know exactly what to expect. It's always a good idea to take uh, a good fish book into the store with you. There's no problem with this, and it's a great way to double-check any information uh, just to make sure that you're making the right selection or that you picked the right thing or if you have any other questions of, about something that you may have forgot to research uh, in the beginning. So once you're in the store and you have a good idea of what you're going to be getting and you found the one that you want, what you want to do is make sure you take a minute or two or five or 10, <laughs> and observe the fish. I mean, there's absolutely no hurry while you're in there. Uh, make sure you take your time and check it out. Some of the things that you want to, to look for is you, you know, of course, you want to make sure it looks healthy. You want to make sure that it has good, strong coloration uh, for its species. Some species are more colorful than others. So, again, it's, it's important to understand what the fish should look like and make sure that the, the one that you're looking at uh, matches that. Also, you want to make sure that there's no cuts, scrapes, or, or markings on the fish. This is especially important for scaleless fish, uh, like tangs and such. Cuts and scrapes are infections waiting to happen, and the stress from moving them from you know, one tank to another will only increase the odds of that fish getting sick, because stress on the fish is going to reduce the immune response system of that fish. In other words, rapid moving from one tank to another uh, for the shipment coming into the fish store and then you taking it right out and bringing it into your tank, is it, it can be extremely stressful on a fish and that's actually going to increase the odds of it getting sick. So you want to make sure that the fish that you're picking is you know, physically uh, overall in a good healthy state. Now good observation is important. Make sure that you get a good full look at the fish, both sides, top, bottom, front, back, the whole shot. Make sure you pay attention to um, the scales. Uh, make sure that there are no scales missing, uh, that they all look normal. Uh, if it's a scaleless fish, again, make sure that there's no cuts, scrapes, bruises, or any kind of uh, markings that look like it may have been injured. Also take a good look at the eyes. Uh, make sure that they're clear. Uh, make sure that they're not uh, bulging or foggy. There's a couple diseases that would cause the, the eyes to fog up and a couple other that would cause them to look like they're bulging out of their head. 
Um, also, you want to look at the respiration. Make sure it's breathing normal. Make sure it's not breathing too heavy or look like it, it's having a hard time uh, absorbing oxygen. That's, that's also very important to make sure that it's healthy. You also want to take a good look at the fins. Make sure that they're all present. Make sure that there's no tears. Uh, none of them are torn off. There's no damage. Uh, nothing's infected. Uh, some, some diseases look like there's little cotton balls uh, stuffed around the fins. So you want to make sure you get a good look at the fins. Make sure that they're all there and that none of them look uh, like they have any kind of damage or infection. You also want to look to make sure that it's moving around the tank as it should be. Uh, there are many stress-related issues that can cause uh, things such as the fish's swim bladder to not work properly. Uh, in other words, what will happen if a swim bladder is, is damaged or uh, in, other, in other ways not working is it will look like the fish is basically stuck on the bottom of the tank and unable to swim up to the surface. Uh, that's just one of many things to look for, but basically you want to look and make sure it's moving around the tank and it doesn't look like it's overly stressed. Now, this doesn't apply to all fish, of course. I mean, there's a lot of different types of fish, uh, dragonets and gobies and stuff like that, that will reside solely on the bottom. So, again, knowing what you're looking at and knowing how it's supposed to react is very important. So, now that you understand the behavior because you did the research, you should be able to go in there and look and, and be able to tell whether the specimen you're looking at is acting normal for what it should be. Another thing that you can do is um, make sure that it's eating well. Now, any good local fish store uh, will be more than happy to drop a pinch of food in there to observe the fish's eating habits. Uh, you want to make sure that the fish responds quickly to the food, uh, that it eats well, and that it, it, you don't see any problems there. It's always important to make sure that the fish has been in the store for at least 24 hours, preferably a few days. Now, this is going to help reduce the overall stress on the fish from making the multiple moves that you're going to, have to, that you're going to end up going through. And this is also going to help ensure that you are not thinking that a fish is sick if it's still acclimated. Uh, as I mentioned before, a lot of fish have some strange behaviors during acclimation process. Uh, some of them will lay on the bottom of the tank, some of them will float up at the top of the tank, some of them will look sick, even dead. So again, make sure that the fish has been in there uh, a little while. This will help make sure that you're not looking at a, a fish that's going through a weird acclimation process and that it's actually a healthy fish. And again, it's also important to know the acclimation behaviors of the fish because when you get it home, you're going to go through the same thing. And last but not least, you want to make sure that you uh, take a time to observe the overall systems as a whole. Uh, make sure that you don't see a lot of dead fish or sick fish in the tanks. Now, the important thing here to remember is that just about all local fish store tanks are linked together, which means that they're all going to share water and they're all going to share possible sicknesses. So if, even if the tank that the fish you're looking at, the tank that it's in, looks okay and you don't see a lot of sick fish or anything or even dead fish in there, but you know a couple tanks down, uh, you see a series of tanks that look like they have some sick fish or some dead fish. It's something to keep in mind because, you know, like I said, they're they're usually all linked together. And the way they, the reason they do this is, you know, you have a larger volume of water and they can more efficiently filter it out. You know, filter out the water and stuff like that. So, just because the one tank looks okay, if you see other tanks that look uh, a little iffy, then you might want to rethink where you're purchasing your stuff from or otherwise. Um, you also want to make sure that the tanks are clean, uh, that the, whole, the system as a whole is a clean, well-lit, presentable. Um, really, the thing here is you want to use your best judgment. 
you're going to know if the tanks look bad if you see one. Uh, you, you know, overall common sense, just take a good look at, at where you're at, um, talk to other people that may have made purchases from these stores, make sure that you're getting stuff from a good store. Um, so you really want to make sure that you, you know where you're going. Now, most local fish stores, you're probably not going to have a problem with this. Um, if you run into a store like this, it's got these kind of problems. They're really not going to stay in business that long. So, you know, just, just some things to keep in mind. So that really about wraps it up for picking and, and selecting your, your different types of fish. Um, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to follow this up very soon with an episode about picking and selecting different types of coral. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, now on for some of the closing items that I wanted to discuss. Um, basically, uh, the first thing that I wanted to let everybody know is uh, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the post on the website that we have new Talking Reef swag. You can get your t-shirts and uh, sweatshirts and hoodies and, and all that fun stuff uh, with the Talking Reef logo and stuff like that. And you can show off that you're a Talking Reef listener. Um, information is on the homepage and there's a link, uh, I believe, at the lower left of the uh, on the homepage of the site where you can go and you can pick up your stuff there. All pro, uh all purchases there are going to help support the show. Uh, basically, I'm going to I'm going to get a couple, you know, like a dollar or so per item that you purchase, and that's going to help go put towards costs of doing the show and stuff like that. So it's a great way to help support the show and, and kind of get something uh, back from it. Also, the other thing I wanted to mention is the forums have been reorganized. Uh, one thing that I've noticed is a lot of different, uh, a lot of the other forums out there regarding you know saltwater tanks and reef tanks and stuff like that. They're pretty much all organized the same. And what I want to try to do here is organize them a little bit more efficiently so they're actually broken out into appropriate topics. We're going to have a fish topic, a, a coral topic, or various different coral topics, equipment, DIY stuff, so on and so forth. So uh, a lot of you may have seen this already. Uh, I have reorganized it in there. It should make it easier if you are coming into the forums and trying to look for a specific answer. Uh, the forums do have a search feature. Uh, but, you know, that, that only works so well sometimes. And this way you can go in there and you can get a good look at all the different things that are that would probably apply more to what you're looking for. So uh, if you have any recommendations or any comments on new topics or categories that you'd like to see added in there, uh, please, you know, as usual, send them in. Make a post in the forums. We can get that added as you want. And now for the, the big announcement, or one of the big announcements... The Talking Reef podcast uh, basically was started about four months ago, and since then it has continued to grow strong. Uh, the show has been seen and mentioned on many of the great forums and other websites all over the internet. Uh, this show basically started with just a few listeners, and over the course of the last four months has grown to hundreds of listeners. Each of the episodes are being downloaded on average of over 300 times. So, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everybody out there that continues to show interest and support in the show. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what's made the, the Talking Reef podcast what it is. And for that, the Talking Reef podcast is going to have its first official contest. This contest is going to be open to all listeners that are registered on the website, and we're going to have a real nice prize to give away to whoever wins this contest. Now, the details for this contest are going to be released very soon. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a, a separate, real short, real quick episode that's going to explain uh, how to enter, how the winner is going to be chosen, and most importantly, I will be announcing specifically what the prize is. 
Uh, we do have most of this worked out. I just got a couple loose ends to tie up, and I kind of wanted to separate it from the main show. So uh, probably within the next few days, you're going to see a, a new episode come out, and all the information will be in there. And um, one other thing I wanted to quickly mention is that make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast. I notice there seems to be a lot of people out there that are still downloading the episodes right from the website. Um, because this is a podcast, it is put out through a news feed. There, you can use uh, software such as iTunes, uh, anything from version 4.9 or later. Uh, there's other applications for both Mac and Windows, stuff like... Uh, iPoderX, which is soon going to be getting a new name. Uh, there's another podcast client called iPodder, which has now been renamed to Juice. Uh, but these are all different applications you can use to get the show, and basically it'll allow you to get the shows as a release right away. Uh, you don't have to go to the website and download them specifically. You'll get the show notes and you'll get everything right there, and it'll be really easy for you. Not that I don't want you to come to the website, but it's usually more convenient for people to get the show that way. So I just thought I'd throw that out. And finally, uh, again, I just wanted to, you know, say thank you for everybody for making the show as successful as it's been. Uh, please consider making a donation uh, to help, you know, fund further contests and help keep the showing show going as it as it is. Uh, none of this could happen without the listeners, so I wanted to thank everybody so much for that. Uh, that's going to wrap up the show for tonight, and I will talk to you all hopefully a couple more times before this week's out. Have a good night. <laughs>